0: Welcome to the State of Energy. I'm Rand Witt, along with the man that COVID calls a variant. Oh, jeez. Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. And uh, we have to uh, tip the hat to you, Mr. Mr. Tom. You put on an amazing... Event in Ogden, Utah, the Rocky Mountain Propane Association and Research Council Fall Conference, and Ogden's a cool town. I've been there it once, but it was cool at town. night, and I get a chance to spend some time there. Great town, good people. Love that ballpark right in the middle of the town.
1: We had a great turnout. It was it was a it was a good time. So I appreciate all of our sponsors and everybody that showed up because uh, we couldn't do it without you. It was a great event,
0: and uh, we're going to be diving in into uh, an interview we did with Steve Kaminsky um, of the npga uh the ceo and uh you did some great stuff on stage with steve and congressman blake moore uh had a great discussion for the crowd and uh kaminsky i think should run for office he's so well spoken and he's such a cool guy to hang out
1: with he is a cool guy and he almost won the cornhole tournament he did (laughs) i only made it
0: to what the fourth round i think (laughs) fourth i got close i did better than you thought i was gonna do
1: well yeah and a lot of guys i think that's they just they drove in they flew in to uh to just to come to our cornhole tournament i mean there's a it's such a cool event that we do we raised uh what about eleven thousand dollars for our scholarship uh foundation it's it was it was pretty good event
0: so great so great. And something else that's great, Tom, uh, your parents. Your oh, parents boy. are rock stars. I can't believe you had to meet I get my a chance parents. to play golf with Tom's parents. I get so many great stories that I can share over the next coming weeks about Tom freaking about his Jordash jeans oh, wow. and
1: stuff like that. It's That was a bad mistake. That was a I bad learned, mistake. I learned a lot. You putting you in there with, with them. <laughs>
0: No, but your parents are very cool, so uh I definitely see where you get your hypnosis from yeah it's uh very cool um and uh, we've got an important date coming up soon October seventh October seventh why is this date so important mm.
1: it's uh ten seven ten seven and propane's ten seventy five Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's National Propane Day, and, and we're going to celebrate all the cool things that propane can do for your home, your farm, your business. Uh, we got a lot of cool swag. We've even got a few. Uh, we've petitioned a few governors' offices to make it the actual Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Montana Day. 10, 10 7 as propane day so we'll see if they come through for us i'm hoping they will
0: and something else special happened for you personally and That's your family true, yeah. on uh, october 7th
1: not me and my family but our association uh october no. s- october that is your family your association <laughs> is your
0: family Go ahead.
1: october october 7th uh was 1948 is when the propane association was created in utah so yeah it's 75 years old this year
0: that is so great. That is so great, Tom. And uh, many more years to come. many Because there's a lot going on that propane needs to help with. There's a lot been going
1: on. Oh, man. There's... There's so much. There's so much stuff going on with energy uh, right now. There's there's a lot of a lot of new stuff going on between what we talked about last week with the with that new CO two conversion of uh, clean propane to camelina
0: mm-hmm. production
1: of propane, but propane provides everybody in this area with clean affordable reliable fuel that you can use anywhere when you were up here in ogden last week there was an earthquake didn't was even know just <laughs> 30 40 miles away and, and we had this we had this you know, it wasn't bad. It was like a three-seven or something. But yeah. as we as we keep getting this these security risks for our energy infrastructure, if it's a if it's an earthquake, if it's a flood, like we've seen lots of flooding going on from the hurricane, yeah, Burning Man. The, the boys out in Burning Man are flooding out, but. But there's there's all sorts of just energy security risks, and propane has provided this this uh, energy source that's secure, clean, affordable, abundant—all those things that we keep hitting on. And it's been doing this for over a hundred years, and we're gonna we're here to keep it relevant for a hundred more years because we have to have more energy choices than just some some coal and natural gas electricity. We have to have all sorts of energy choices and propane is going to play a role in that choice for many years to come.
0: And you know what goes great with propane? Tell me. Mopeka. The people at Mopeka. <laughs> Our good friends at yeah. Mopika. Yeah. <laughs> now, Mopika is the global leader in sonar tank monitoring solutions. See, right now, or whenever Tom wants, he can be sitting on the toilet. He can be in traffic. He can be, he can be at a game. He can be shopping and wonder, wait, how much propane do I have left? and he simply taps his phone, and because of this little device that Mopika creates, he can know exactly how much propane he has in his tank. doesn't matter if it's a, a barbecue tank or a 90,000-gallon giant tank. Mopeka can get you pinpoint accuracy about how much
1: fuel you have. We love our sponsors. Thank you, Mopeka, for everything that you do for the propane industry and uh, sponsoring all of our our shows and our events. So Thank you.
0: Yeah. Hey, Mopeka, accuracy above everything. Go to M-O-P-E-K-A dot com. And now, Tom, coming up here in uh, just a few moments, we're going to roll this interview we did with Steve Kaminsky, the CEO of the NPGA. Great stuff in this interview. Um, Anything you'd like to tee up before we dive into this?
1: we we, you know we've we've known steve for a long time he was one of the first persons that we that we interviewed years and years ago when he got into the industry he has been doing a phenomenal job uh with with the national national leadership trying to keep propane relevant on a national level and we rely on on them a lot for support to bring that that kind of uh same information to a state level so without them uh we you know we, we wouldn't be here where we are today so Thanks, Steve, um, for coming out to Utah, supporting our event, supporting our, our people, and supporting propane use in in all these states that are that are around us.
0: Now, are we going to change the name of the Rocky Mountain Propane Association and Research Council Fall Conference to Propane Palooza?
1: Propane Palooza. I think we should. Uh, maybe we can call hmm. it, like, Burning Rand instead <laughs> of... <laughs> You know what? 4 years and
0: Tom hits his peak. That was the quote of the of of the decade. Well done, Tom. I take I take that uh, as a badge of honor burning rant, that's very good we are always online at the state of uh, you can also go to instagram at the state of energy we'd love to talk to you uh, but if you do go to their website uh, the state of uh, we get a where to buy button you can listen to past shows find out about rebates and so much more uh, but right now let's get into our interview with mr steve kaminsky ceo of the npga at the rocky mountain propane association and research council fall conference Welcome to the State of Energy. I'm Rand Dewitt, along with a man whose two cents is worth a dollar seventy-five. Tom Clark, Inflation. executive director of Rocky Mountain Propane Association, and we are at the Rocky Mountain Propane Association's Fall Conference, 2023. And Tom, you've done a lot. It's been a busy week. Golf I, tournaments. Yeah, appreciate your support coming out. Absolutely. I mean, you've done a lot. Did you win golf. Uh, no, I did. I was the only, I, I didn't cheat. Oh yeah.
1: There was a, there was a prize for the most honest.
0: Yeah. And they had the highest score. I like how you did that. That was great. That was good. That was very good. (laughs) And, uh, today you had a great event out here. You, uh, you were on stage with Congressman Blake Moore. Yeah,
1: that was great. I really, it was really nice to have him, uh, back, um, And and talking to him again, we've we've talked with him several times, but uh, getting his insight on some of the political views and things that are going on uh, around the country, not just here in Utah, but all over, it uh, it was pretty exciting.
0: And you were also on stage with another gentleman that's joining us right now, Steve right Kaminsky, you. CEO of the NPGA. Uh, it was a great, uh, a great conversation, a great discussion with you guys up there today.
2: Yeah, and I appreciate being uh, on the air with you today, and it was terrific this morning. Uh, Tom and I with uh, uh, center, our Congressman Moore uh, talking about uh, the energy conversation in Washington D.C., out here in Utah, um, et cetera. And this has been a great event, and uh, thank you, Tom, for inviting me
1: out here. Yeah, thank you. So, Steve, you came obviously you traveled from washington dc which is a long ways where uh where are you actually where's your office at? uh
2: office is right downtown dc on connecticut avenue right above a comedy club
0: <laughs> how apropos <laughs> i mean isn't all of dc a comedy club these days
2: uh it's either a comedy or a tragedy depending on your uh perspective
1: where do you where do you live
2: i live in bethesda maryland uh just about uh, a mile north of the dc line
1: what do you think about this new uh hit country song of the uh, Richmond, North of Richmond. Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I think I
2: think it's pretty apropos, actually, and it, it really hits on uh, anyone who's in the Beltway in the D.C. area, and um, just not all the time understanding what's going on in the rest of the country, and that's why it's good to come out, uh, meet with folks uh, here in Utah and across the Rocky Mountain region and really all over the country, um, just so, I'm not just speaking for myself, but um, all of our elected members of, of Congress as well, to really get back to their roots and understand, um, you know, what people in their communities are are working with these days. And you mentioned inflation earlier and just, but uh, obviously it is a critical factor uh, affecting everyone in the country.
0: And it does, especially when it comes to energy. It's what Tom and I talk about all the time. We're not anti-electric, hydro, wind, solar. We're we're all for moving forward with the best options. We just think that propane can play a bigger role. And if we did more with propane... And embraced it more with the cleanliness that propane provides and the affordability, we could be in a whole
1: different situation right now. The, the interesting thing about inflation and propane is we have been really, really steady on our pricing. Our our uh, five and ten year pricing, we've, we talked, we did a whole episode on this before. Mm-hmm. Where right now we our our pricing trends are almost flat. Which, if you take in inflation into consideration, we've actually been coming down where other energy prices are going up, especially like electricity and, and uh
2: Yeah, I I agree. And uh, we fortunately in the United States have the luxury of having an excess of propane available to consumers. So uh, we produce about 30 billion gallons of propane a year and we only use 10 billion gallons. So um, it allows um, us to have greater uh, consistency when it comes to pricing just because of our supply. It's just one of the many things that makes uh, propane such a great and versatile energy source is that consistency of pricing. So consumers, uh, know what they're going to be paying for uh, ahead of time and they can budget for it accordingly
1: yeah, that, that is that is some pretty good um, insight there and and what was weird about talking to the congressman we we mentioned that to him and did you see his eyes light up he was like yep what you're telling me that we're we have triple the we, we we're exporting the two times what we consume like why are he almost he almost said why aren't we using that here uh-huh it was it but for a moment there, when we start talking about energy security and and uh, where we're exporting this, his eyes lit up. Right. So it's, that's a conversation that needs to be a national conversation. Absolutely,
2: it is. Um, it's one of the great benefits uh, of propane compared to other energy sources. Um, and look, I'm, I'm I'm with you guys, Rand and Tom. I mean, I am an all of the above approach guy. I do not think that any one source uh, should have the lion's share of uh, you know heating this country and and powering this country. Um, as long as everyone's on a, on a level playing field, um, you know, propane can certainly be an, a critical tool uh, to. Uh, helping the environment and uh,
0: powering an ever-growing population in this country. And the electrify everything hysteria, it kind of feels like the pendulum is gone as far as it's going to go. And when you see stories like the Ford CEO driving in one of his electric trucks going, wait a minute, hold on. And then uh, we just recently, we had over 1,600 scientists sign... It's a no climate change emergency declaration. This just happened. Two Nobel laureates are involved in this. Actually, a professor from the University of Wyoming is involved with this, and these are folks from all around the world that says, yes, we have to keep an eye on our carbon footprint. We have to pay attention to the planet, but the hysteria is completely overplayed. Yeah. We, you know, and we want uh, the climate issue to come back to more scientific fact instead of emotion, and the politics need to come out of climate change, and we need to go with the facts. And right now, the facts is saying we're not in a climate emergency.
2: Yeah, I mean, and here's what I would say with respect to the policymakers and the like. Look, um, our industry, just like everyone in the gas industries, wants the climate and uh, to, to get ever increasingly better. Um, that is sure, goal, everybody no- yeah, wants that. goal number one. And I think the thing to recognize, though, is to be factual and scientific and honest about how you're measuring it. The difficulty that we run into is that uh, we'll use electricity as a, as a counterpart um, and, and take a an electric heat pump or an electric water heater or something of that nature, it has fewer emissions at the actual appliance, but that doesn't take into account the emissions from the power plant, from the transmission, line losses, et cetera. And if you look at it on an apples-to-apples basis, propane lines up incredibly well against um, a majority, if not all, of those electric appliances. So we just ask uh, that our policymakers be be factually um, honest with their representations. And that's what you're seeing coming out of the scientific community. Is scientific community saying, "Hey, let's put a pause. Let's put a check on this. We all want cleaner air, but let's be honest about how we're doing it."
1: So, yeah, yeah. you know what? The other the other great presentation that we had today was Richard Palmer from uh, Global Clean Energy. That that was everybody in that room just kind of got sucked into his presentation there you there, you could have heard a pin drop because they were like they were laser focused on what he was saying and what i get out of this is we hear about all sorts of weird scientific futuristic ways to clean up electricity where cold fusion or something Mm -hmm. that's that uses actually more energy to create (laughs) this magic energy than than what you put into it and this uh, renewable propane from from global clean energy and sustainable oils is real and that's that that camelina plant that they're growing up in Montana they're growing it all over the world but that is not a magic fake thing or or, or some somebody's idea this is real stuff that's going to be implemented right now and we've Got to get people to uh, to tr- to start realizing this and be able to consume some of these uh, renewable propane fuels.
2: Yeah, and and as, as time marches on and the economics uh, m- makes sense, um, there will be more and more renewable propane hitting the market. Um, yeah, Richard is the is the CEO of Global Clean Energy, and they uh, not only have they been growing uh, this camelina plant, which is a cover crop across the United States and Europe, and now increasingly in South America, but they have also purchased just a, a former shell refining plant out in Bakersfield California where they're actually going through uh, the processes and they're separating out renewable propane to make it available to market and as time goes on there will be an ever-increasing amount of renewable propane hitting the market and the beautiful thing about a company like global clean energy and I think this is why everyone's ears perk up is because it is manu- it is scalable right so it's not made from from animal fats or waste it doesn't depend on the number of McDonald's French fries yeah. that people eat, which is limited, and everyone's uh, going after that same resource. It is um, a resource that does not compete with agricultural crops, and that can be completely scalable um, it to billions it, it, of gallons of renewable it, propane.
1: It didn't even compete with the land because he was—he said he's growing it on fallow land in between seasons.
0: Right, exactly. Which, is,
1: which uh, losing I, nothing, that,
0: gaining this amazing. It's like a plant. no-brainer. Yeah. That
1: is the greatest thing that. That's.
0: Yeah. So not only is that is
2: that uh, is that crop uh, not taking away from uh, agriculture because let's just say you're on a year off a year uh, to let the ground recover, but in addition, you are giving. Farmers, uh, equipment uh, manufacturers, and others in that community—another source of revenue during those off years. So you're actually bolstering the local economy. Uh, in addition, so it's definitely a win-win. Uh, we are absolutely looking forward to it scaling up even more, coming to market more, and it really shows the innovation of this community. Um, you know, a lot of times people will say, "Oh, propane—it's a—it's a conventional fuel, and they, you gas can't possibly be innovative." But the amount of innovation <laughs> yeah. that I have seen in the last several years it's just been tremendous we're and sending
0: rockets into outer space with biopropane <laughs> Orbex that company out yeah. of Great Britain
1: and, and and it's real it's actually happening it's not just some uh, science science experiment no so
0: yeah do you feel like the pendulum Is swinging back, like, or coming, or there's more. Maybe it's not a pendulum, but more of an enlightenment about what we're doing here in the propane industry.
2: I think, uh, with respect to the consumer market, with respect to with respect to American citizens, yes. With respect to policymakers, maybe not quite yet. We are starting to move the needle. We're starting to get pushback. From policymakers, from courts, you know, there are, there are a number of, of things happening. Uh, I, every day, work on uh, federal policy and regula- regulations and litigations and things of that nature, and we still have some battles uh, to uh, to tackle on that front, but I think it is resonating with the citizens of this country in that it's not only... Now, it started by being energy choice, don't take away uh, my choices, but now I think it is starting to push back a little, and, and uh, the citizens are actually understanding that there is a solution, that is a wide path solution, where propane, natural gas, and all other energy sources are going to be part of the solution.
0: Yeah, That's they, right, and they, the, and they the they world's starting it. to get it because the state of energy has now been heard in 63 <laughs> countries.
2: Yeah, well, exactly. And as I said uh, in, in one of my uh, talking points earlier this, this this morning, is you know, the in the United States and in western in Western Europe, you know, propane and other other gases aren't always seen as part of the solution. But if you look across the world, Central America, Southeast Asia, India, Pakistan, propane is the platinum standard for clean energy. Yeah, it is. They're putting incentives in place to transition to propane, not away from propane. So if you look at this globally, we are absolutely part of the solution. And, you know, we encourage our, our policymakers to, to recognize that, um, you know, that exact fact. And I'm, you know, I couldn't be more thrilled for you guys with that, uh, that level of listenership across the world. Well deserved. Okay. Thank you.
1: And uh, this is our 75th anniversary, uh, we, we, which is... Not in the state of energy. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't make this up. The Rocky Mountain Propane Association was established on October seventh, nineteen forty-eight. Which wow. uh, seventy-five years on October seventh—that is also National Propane Day.
0: It falls on the same it's day.
1: The same day. So, and I didn't make that up. And I—I th- I think some people are like, "No, it's that. Uh, it's real. That is a real. That's a real step. That's right? really neat. Uh, and and with that National Propane Day coming up, uh, we, we've been. We've been promoting this across the country with NPGA and and Perk. We're trying to get states, uh, state governments, to recognize it as a as a state. Uh, as a state, uh, not a holiday, but uh, it's going to be our holiday. Yes. How about a recognized day? recognize recognized yeah, day. Yeah, Absolutely. As a, as a recognized day because of how much energy security, how much uh, how much we actually support those communities in those states and the people, the residents in them. Because if you look at places like uh, Florida just happened to have a hurricane mm-hmm. uh, this week, that... 're gonna they're gonna feel the effects of that for a long time not it, this is it's not just a storm that blew by and the power is gonna come back on tomorrow it's gonna take weeks or months for some some of those homes that were that were damaged to actually get back um, their energy and propane is such a great source of of uh, of an emergency fuel. And and this was, this was one of the points that, that I was making today was it's a great, it's a great emergency source, but there's no way to survive as just an emergency source because the, the, like Steve said earlier, the trucks and the people and the equipment, it won't be there. So we have to keep it relevant and I'm just going to flip this right back to the 75 years. I really, my whole goal here is to keep propane relevant for at least another 75 years or and beyond. beyond, and beyond.
2: Uh, absolutely. And, and, and just on that point, in, in terms of natural disasters and emergencies, not only is propane there because it's not reliant on the electric grid running, the natural gas grid running, et cetera. It's, it's, it's portable, as we, as we all know, and that's terrific. But I also want to give a shout out to the industry itself and, and when it comes to emergency Our propane companies in this industry are just phenomenal in terms of giving their time, giving their effort, giving their dollars, coming to... Aid, um, both in terms of providing sources of heat and generators, um, cooking, um, you know, to provide meals for people who have been displaced. It is really an amazing community effort that you see in the aftermath of a lot of, of these natural disasters. We saw it in Hawaii as well uh, recently. And it's really just a tremendous, um, you know, it's, it's a tremendous thing. and it, it makes me so proud of this industry to see them giving their all and giving their time and effort and money. Um, that they don't have to do to make sure that the the displaced citizens of these uh, ravished communities um, are able to at least start getting back on their feet. So not only is it great as an energy source, but it's really a testament to the great community of human beings that we have in this industry.
0: And you know, compared to you guys, I'm a relative newcomer into the propane industry. Four years. The thing that strikes me every time I think about it are the people in the propane industry. Yep. They're just a cut above. They're good people. They're solid people. They're people you want to be in a foxhole with. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you. I mean, and that was something that stood out to me. And that is something else that, that, that comes up in other conversations with people as I have this conversation down the line. Yeah, well, so. hopefully
2: no one's in a foxhole anytime soon. <laughs> well, <laughs> well <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: Steve Kaminsky, CEO of the NPGA. Thank you very much for yeah, joining th- us. Thanks for here. coming
1: all the way out here and supporting us. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. Um, and I, I know we, we talk a lot about a, a three-legged stool and uh, I don't know, sometimes I think we lean on your, your leg a little bit harder than, than our own. So thank you. Thank you so much for being out here and supporting us. Uh,
2: it was my pleasure. And thank you both for having me today.
1: Yeah, we're looking forward to having
0: you on again. And again, I'm Randy Witt along with Tom Clark, a man who's won the Lifetime Achievement Award twice. <laughs> we're always online at thestateofenergy.com.